Hey guys, Jason the Angry Wargamer here, and I want to start this episode off by just saying thank you. Thank you for listening, thank you for supporting, and without further ado, here's episode 23, and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. Everybody, the angry war gamer. <laughs> As you can see, I'm excited. <laughs> Happy Pokemon Day. Today is February 27th, 2021. You better not forget that fucking day. Well, the year you can, but February 27th, Pokemon Day. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. We got Drew in Orlando today. We're celebrating. Yo. At least I'm celebrating. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I ain't celebrating shit. Fine. Fuck you then. <laughs> fuck Pokemon. And fuck all those Digimon fans. Today's my day. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, man. So many big things today. If you heard that intro and you still do not know, go watch the Post Malone virtual con- uh, concert. Just, just go do it because it's fucking phenomenal. And apparently, along with that, they are also releasing a music album done by Universal Artists uh, in the fall. And so far, the only three artists that have been announced are Post Malone, Jay Balvin, and Katy Perry. And one of the songs is already released because Post Malone already did it during the concert. So, yay. He covers uh, Hootie and the Blowfish, I Only Want to Be With You. For the for the song, so if you want to hear Post Malone sing, I only want to be with you. Go listen. <laughs> I think you can download it too right now. I'm not sure, but Post Malone's been all over that. Anyway, tons of tons and tons and tons and tons of Pokemon news. So where do you guys want to start with this? <laughs> uh, other than. Fucking cell phone. Because Orlando all of a sudden dropped. Oh no. Let me re add his ass. All right, all right. In the meantime. No, wrong one. <laughs> Damn it, stop it. There we go. I don't think I dropped him. At least I wasn't intending to. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Good way to start, him though. back in, because what the fuck? <laughs> Fantastic. So, there's been a lot of, lot of release news, a lot of directs. Um, Pokemon did a, a, an awesome montage from the beginning of Pokemon all the way up to current day Pokemon with all the games, all the, like... 
the TCG, the like everything like they've. The montage is fantastic and it should be up on the also on the Pokemon Company YouTube channel. So if you haven't gotten a chance to watch that, definitely. Watch that, too. Just the nostalgia hit fan fucking tastic. Get Orlando back. I think Orlando's back. You hear Orlando? Yeah, I'm here. All right, all right. Welcome back. <laughs> so, the big news and the news that we've kind of been talking about for a little bit, well, we weren't sure, were the Diamond and Pearl, uh, like, I want to say remasters. I don't want to call them remakes. They're 3D remasters of the original game. I'm not as hyped for that as I am hyped for the Pokemon Legends Arceus title. That seems to be where a lot of people's interest is lying. And if I'm thinking correctly on this, this feels like a prototype to something more MMO focused in the future, because like all of the tropes are there. Oh yeah. The way the layout world is, how you catch Pokemon, Pokemon battles, this feels MMO light to me. Oh, hundred percent. It's everyone's calling it the breath of the wild of Pokemon. So there are some negative feedback on the thing, but honestly, like I keep telling this to everybody, everyone's pissed about the diamond and pearl remakes too. And honestly, like every time I run into one of those people, I'm just like, why? I'm like, I'm going to have fun. I'm already hyped for a November title because, God damn it, it's Pokemon year. <laughs> it's Pokemon by way of Zelda because you got uh, Breath of the Pokemon and Pokemon's Awakening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't like it's the same fucking art style. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, that shitty cartoony bullshit i mean it's not the worst idea off of it all things considered although you know i mean it's not like they haven't done a similar approach when you know they first released x and y on the 3ds yeah but uh it's actually it's actually so it's i think in my opinion it's backwards it's forward for the game but backwards in the art style and that is not the worst idea because first and foremost, it's the gameplay that needs to be improved the most out of everything. So if it has to be done at the sacrifice of uh, graphics, fine. Let's just hope that the next entries <laughs> don't have to make such a sacrifice. Honestly, if the uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus game is what everyone's thinking, I Bet you, bet you the next Pokemon titles after that will be in that style. Well, if it's that good, I'll at the very least, I will consider getting that one over the Diamond and Pearl remix. Well, I'm getting them all anyway, so. <laughs> See, well, I, think, I think it's Pokemon fanatic of our group here, so. Yeah, I know. That's what we were basically talking. You're the fanatic. Yeah, this is the worst podcast you just played right So <laughs> it's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> hey, I'm happy for you, man. I do. Everyone's Forgive so me. everyone's complaining, and so the big complaints. I'm just skeptical. That's it. Like, no, no. I'm well, just skeptical. I'm, I'm just saying the biggest complaints that there are out there are for the Arceus title is that it's supposed to be 
like the Breath of the Wild MMO open world type, but the graphics look crap. And here's my argument for that one is it's the Pokemon company. It's not Breath of the Wild. It's not the it's not the the people that are putting out Breath of the Wild. You know what I'm saying? Remember that remember that meme you you remember that meme you told you sent a, a little while back? The one about Pokemon being oh, I don't know, the most the biggest franchise of all time. Oh, yeah. It's still I mean, so yeah. I, we can go over that too. My, <laughs> my counter argument to that would be, yeah, it's Breath of the Wild, but it's Pokemon. Yeah, but there's so there's a lot more just from the trailer alone. And mind you, the game is still a year out from now because it doesn't release till 2022. But even a year out from now, like they could change a lot. So they could update stuff. This is and just the trailer. Could. But they absolutely. But it's going to be a more intensive game, I feel, than Breath of the Wild, because and you have could, you have to have a battle well. system for the Pokemon. You have to be able to catch the Pokemon. You have to, you know, do all the other stuff and the Pokemon have to be involved in it. So it's like you're not just creating um, a Breath of the Wild game. You're creating the Pokemon battle system onto the Breath of the Wild game. So you're there's a ton of stuff that they're adding to it. So if if the game plays well, I could deal with the graphics and the graphics don't look that bad. Like you're comparing it to another like triple A title, like probably Hall of Fame style game. You know what I mean? Like this is people forget that this is the what going to be the third title for Pokemon that comes onto the Switch and they had to go backwards for Diamond and Pearl. So technically, really the second main title for the Switch. Third. You're going to count the Let's Go. Because the they Let's Go was count. basically... I a, don't have to count it, but they do count the Let's Go. Yeah, it's, the it's still... The company a, themselves count it as a main series game. So if you're going by the... If you're going by them, it's the third. Yeah, okay. So we'll, if you count Diamond and Pearl, then it'll be fourth title. But still, they it's the Let's Go was a well, remake of... at the same time, aren't they? No, no, no. Diamond and Pearl come this fall. Uh, oh, okay. Arceus comes out 2022. Early 2022, they're saying. Fair enough. So, I don't know. I it's if you count it as the fourth title though. So, let's go is a re- a remake of Red and Blue, and you have to call it a remake because it's a completely different system because yeah, of the Let's Go. Yeah. So then you yeah. go it's a shittier system, but it's still a system, and then you go into Sword and Shield, which was honestly. A, a huge step up from the Let's Go series. And if you go to Diamond and Pearl, yeah, it's a step backwards, but they're I think they're trying to bring all of the Pokemon into that game. And then Arceus is literally a whole new whole new thing. They're I mean, it's got to be a whole new thing. I I feel because it's it's a, like a, a prequel to what Red and Blue should have been. Right. Yes. You mean what Red and Blue could have been? Right. Well, no, no. It, the story wise, it's a prequel. You're creating you're literally creating these first Pokedex. I just dis, I disagree because Red and Blue had the red. The, the first generation's plot was as simplistic as it could be because it invited open exploration to a brand new franchise that had yet to exist at that point in time. 
So mm-hmm. it made sense that it went with a more with it with a completely simple plot. Right, but if you if you follow the to go any simpler or any more complicated. Well, just by the trailer alone, if you look at the trailer and the what it like what they say, they say you are creating the first Pokedex. A professor comes by, Pokemon have lived freely, and the Pokeball is still an archaic thing in this in the Arceus game. So, so you're Samuel Oak. Mm, maybe you are Samuel Oak was the one who invented the Pokedex. Right. But you're helping create the first canonically, one. You are kinetically. That's Samuel Oak. He was always the one accredited to it throughout the franchise. So if you're building that Pokedex, either they're retconning it or you're professor Oak. No, you're not. No, no. You're, you're helping him create the first Pokedex because it still has two, a male and a female character that he he gives you the stuff to create the first one. Damn, oh, can you at least do something by yourself? I don't know. Maybe. They have starter Pokemon in this one, too. No, I get so. that. I'm talking about the character himself. like Because, you know, no. for the first <laughs> games, he has you going and complete the Pokedex. And then in Generation 2, he has you do it again. And then Watch his that. other colleagues do all... It's like. And now when you're finally about to make the first Pokedex, uh, no, Samuel didn't make it himself. He, uh, he had a couple of sisters to help him out. Son of a bitch, did you contribute to anything? Watch this be like some sort of like deep, dark, hidden secret of uh, the professors actually creating the Pokemon by, gen- by genetic experimentation, which explains well, that- why people eat like slow pokes and stuff in the series. <laughs> Well, what do you think the first generation of Pokemon was? What do you think the theme was? That's why Porygon is a cybernetically created Pokemon. Kabuto, the fossil Pokemon, were creatures that were genetically restored from fossils. Voltorb was an experimental Pokeball that went completely awry. Um, And then you have things like Magneton, Magnemite, Grimer. This is why the Pokemon, most of them, are based on inanimate objects. They are experiments. And yeah. then there's the ditto in the ditto thesis where it is believed <laughs> that they're clones of Mew. The whole thing is right there. It would it is based on experimentation. They yeah. likely did. It's like the, every region is just another one of those. Um, what the hell is that famous sci-fi thing? Uh, where the guy goes and creates like cat people. Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. <laughs> the whole Pokemon series is just one large island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> it, could, it could very well be. Yeah. It could very well be. Yeah. I don't know. I'm super hyped. The The second trailer for Pokemon Snap released, uh, along with the Diamond That's and what? Pearl and the um, Arceus titles, which uh, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to pick it up. Because the graphics look cool, and just to have a game where all you're doing is looking for the best picture, I th- think it's going to be at least like that stupid fun. You're like, man, this looks awesome. And I mean, the graphics I'm look g- good in the trailer. I'm going to get it just because I want to see a new perspective on how these Pokemon live. And it, and since you brought it up anyway, since you didn't want, to, since you thought it was unfair to compare. Uh, the Arceus game to that of Breath of the Wild, since they're two completely different studios. Smaller studio is uh, Namco Bandai, and yet they made a game that looks thousand times better. 
with Pokemon mm. Snap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't... If Bandai, though, you can't really count as a small studio. They've done a lot in the video game industry. Yes, they have, but they're still relatively a small indi- a small uh, developer compared to that of the ones that worked on Breath of the Wild Yeah, and Game Freak. So it's like, what's your excuse there? Well, you have to remember, Pokemon Snap is like a smaller area. You, you literally... Well, what it used to be is you just walked around the Safari Zone, which I'm assuming this is going to be the same thing. So it's it's a smaller map compared to. It sure as hell doesn't look that way. Especially I know. With... It, it, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't look that way at all. But uh, man, it, that's what it, that's what the first one was. It was giving you the impression that all you were doing was going into the Safari Zone and taking pictures. You well, it was technically an island, and uh, okay, well, and you were taking photos of well. All the people, all the Pokemon that lived there, it didn't have all the hundred. All, it didn't have all the Pokemon, but for the hardware for the time, it was pretty. It was pretty innovative, at the very least. And we didn't end up with another. We didn't end up with a generic uh, camera game that they originally planned. Right. So I'm happy with that. Yes. I don't know. There's just so much good. Just so much good. <laughs> the design of the uh, backwards Pokeball though looked really cool though too. It had like a latch on it. What? I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, too. It has a weird the characters have like a very like uh, Eastern style to them. Like they look like ninja. I don't know. It just seems really cool. I have a feeling it's going to have a lot of aspects of um, like the sneaking that you do in Pokemon now. But it looks very similar to Horizon Zero Dawn's like little sneak thing where you sneak in the bushes and stuff. So I'm, I'm really, really interested in how that game is going to play. Like super interested. Wait, are we still talking about Pokemon Snap? No, Arceus. I went. Oh. I moved on to Arceus. <laughs> it's like we we're talking about Pokemon Snap and we went back to Arceus. Like, I had oh, to, that, man. There's just I'm just so I'm so hyped for Arceus. I really am. I want to be excited for that game. I'm just I just have my. I just have my skepticism. I can't help it. That's just how I feel. That's fair. Like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to shit on it. It's just that <laughs> while 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 you were a fan of it, my disappointment with Sword and Shield left me to re to, left me to doubt what these games uh, are going to offer. So the only one that I could be even partly excited for is for Pokemon Snap, and that's because it's not being developed by Game Freak. It's being developed by someone else, and those results certainly show. So I just I just uh, connected some of the dots earlier today of uh, what you, what studio did uh, Detective Pikachu, the movie. That's a good point. I have no idea. Because I'm 100%, I'm, I'm 100% sure it was Universal. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, wasn't it Universal? But I feel like that's like the most obvious one. Which makes sense, though, because... Okay, let's see. Oh, come on. Why won't you tell me? Detective Pikachu. Legendary Pictures. Ah, nice. Distributed by Warner Brothers. 
Damn you, Warner Brothers. Is Legendary Pictures a sub? Hold on, I, I really have to check. Oh, that's a separate studio entirely. Oh, the parent group. They're independent. And they're owned by the Wanda group. Yeah, that's a Japanese company. Chinese, sorry, Chinese company. Oh, that's weird, because I thought I actually connected those dots. God damn it. That would Because I was like, man, that explains why they're using universal artists and they're doing all this stuff. Oh, but they opened up. No, they didn't. That was Nintendo. Could Nintendo be using their Universal Studios park as to leverage Pokemon? It's not the first time Universal Studios has done that. Hmm. Nintendo did it with the... No, no not Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo did it with a... Uh, uh, with the wizard, did by any chance did the like the, the the Zelda music go through Universal at, at some point? Because then they they released an album right of the Zelda music at one point. For which one? But, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I would assume Ocarina of Time had its own because at the time they were like the big one. I'm almost positive Nintendo's released music albums before. Yes, but very, very far and few in between. I know there's an official soundtrack for Mario Galaxy. I know for the Twilight Princess remake, it came with a, uh, a CD. I have it. Uh, the Mario Brothers 30, uh, uh, was it the 20th or the, no, the 25th anniversary for, for All Stars that was released for the Wii comes with a soundtrack. Hmm. But I'm not sure if any of that has anything to do with Universal Studios. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to see. Hyrule Symphony. Yeah, Hyrule Symphonia, but that's a that's a concert they do every other year. Yeah, but they put out an album, Super Mario World Arranged. Donkey Kong has their own album. <laughs> Majora's Mask orchestra orchestrations. Hmm. They did one for Smash Bros. Melee too. It doesn't tell. It doesn't tell me who. Who's doing them though? Hmm. I don't know. Either way, I thought there was. I was trying to. I'm trying to connect the dots on how they got to Post Malone. That's really what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> Anyway, so the meme that that uh, you were talking about earlier with the 25 highest grossing media franchises of all time, Pokemon is number one at ninety two point one two one billion. Yes. Right below that is Hello Kitty. <laughs> and who would have thought Winnie the Pooh would be over Mickey Mouse? I believe Winnie the Pooh existed as a book longer before Mickey Mouse. Maybe I'm yeah, totally four, on that. Four years before Mickey Mouse was even even showed up. Jesus Christ. Yeah. If you look at this list of the 25 franchises, half of them are owned by Disney. That's because <laughs> Disney wants to be a monopoly without acknowledging it. Toy Story, Cars, um, Spider-Man, Marvel... Huh, I love how it's they separate the two. 
Spider-Man, yeah! And then the rest of Marvel. Yeah, well, it's a cinematic universe from Marvel. I know, fair. They own the Spider-Man comic. Even Spider-Man is even Spider-Man's a part of that universe. And they still have the decency to separate him from the rest right. of the universe. Yeah, Disney Princess, Star Wars, and Mickey Mouse, and Winnie the Pooh is technically Disney. They have like half the list of 25. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh's up there too, though. Well, they they're still grossy because they still sell cards. True. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if it's still going after nearly thirty years, I can't say I, I can't say I blame them. Oh yeah, no, not at all. So, yeah, that is the the Pokemon news on this special Pokemon Day festivities. <laughs> so. God, catch them all, Pokemon! This is your first 25 minutes of the episode, all Pokemon. <laughs> okay, then, just for shits and giggles, your first starter, and why? Ooh, my first starter was Squirtle. Oh, nice. Yeah, I liked I liked the turtle. And ever since, because um, I played Blue, so I took, obviously, I took Squirtle. Because uh, on the cover of Blue was Blastoise. So I was like, man, I really want that that turtle. And then uh, ever since the first uh, Blue game, I play only uh, water-type Pokemon starters. I've never started with anything else on the first playthrough. Huh. Interesting. What about you, Drew? Or, do you not, or did you never care? Uh, my first playthrough was with Pokemon Blue, and my first starter was Charmander because fucking hard mode. <laughs> Fair enough, dude. Fair enough. It's unfortunate to say that uh, <laughs> I also started with Pokemon Blue. <laughs> but nice. my choice was Bulbasaur. Oh, there you go. Bulbasaur would be easy mode, wouldn't it? Because your rival would have Squirtle. Well, to be fair, when I first got the game, with you. <laughs> I, it already had a save file already good to go, and it had Bulbasaur, and I didn't even know how to start the new game, so I was like, all right, I'll play the game as it is and see how it goes. Oh, there you go. Fair enough. So, yeah, that's funny. We all started with blue. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. But I, then again, what are the odds? Yeah, I kid you not. Ever since Blue, I have never done my first playthrough with uh, anything but water type. That's fair. And then... Ironically for me, I have never... Barring multiple playthroughs, for every first playthrough of every Pokemon game I've ever had, aside from Blue, I have always picked the Firestarter. Really? Yep. Bulbasaur was the only non-Firestarter I've ever had for my first playthrough of every Pokemon game. And then from Golden on, I only picked the Firestarter because they always seemed the most interesting to me. Nice. I've I've only ever do two playthroughs, and I never pick the fire type. <laughs> eh, fair enough. I'll use the fire type when I'm playing, but I, I'll never... Um, I never actually start the game and start to finish with it. So, yeah. What's your favorite region? 
my favorite region will have to be um, XY. Only because that's when I seriously got into competitive. That's when I seriously seriously got into competitive. Fair enough. I can I can respect that. Very nice. What about you, Drew? Owen. Sick. Nice. Gen three was my absolute favorite, followed by Sinnoh. Fair enough. I guess you. Uh, I guess you must be looking somewhat forward to the to the remakes then. Fuck no! It looks like absolute fucking ass crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't be shitting on my Pokemon day, goddammit. Shitting on it like I just did a fucking bottle of X-Lax. That's how I'm fucking shitting on it. Hey, he brings this out of reality, man. Uh, honestly, 100%, the only reason I'm buying them is because they're Pokemon games. That's the only reason no, I'm like, buying them. part of the problem. I know I'm part of the problem, but I love it. When, when when people when people have the balls to come to me, they're like, "You're not a real collector. You're not a real fan." I'm like, "Oh, oh you don't know." <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I hide under blankets and get pictures taken of me on Pokemon release days. <laughs> I take off of work for Pokemon release days. I will go to midnight releases, pick up my game, and play all the next day. If it because it's usually on a Friday, I will take the day off of work to play Pokemon. The funniest part of all this is, is like, like for raw hardware and software, you're probably the, 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 the most fanatical out of all of us. I don't know how many games Orlando owns, but I, I think you have all of them. The only one I'm missing right now out of every Pokemon game, uh, aside from the spinoffs, is Platinum. That's it. I have everything else. Yeah, I have yeah. Platinum, but I'm missing... I think I'm missing. Was it Diamond and Pearl went into Platinum? No. Yeah, Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, then, then Platinum. I'm, yeah. I'm missing the original copies of my Diamond and Pearl. I have everything else though. In fact, I only have my copy of Blue. I don't have my copy of Red. I have, I have Red, Blue, and Yellow. I have, uh, I got. See, I used to be a top a uh, top notch fanatic. But, and you're gonna hate me once again for it. Sworded Shield killed it for me. <laughs> it didn't kill it for me. It was great. <laughs> and I had no problem spending the extra $60. <laughs> Sorry, leave, it was an extra the game 60 ownership to my kid. Yeah. Uh, the only, the only what game I own right now, games I own right now are uh, Son, Ultra Moon, um, Sword, and I. Honestly, I think that's it. I don't even have any of like my old DS games or anything because I just didn't give a fuck. Now, if you're talking about paraphernalia, I, I went on that one because uh, my walls are fucking decorated with Pokemon uh, map inserts from most yep. of the strategy guides. And I got my my glorious fucking uh, Gyarados pictures on the wall that are just gorgeous I looking. I love that one. I um, have... Uh... There's nothing looking like... There's nothing like... Get, uh, uh, witnessing the majesty of both the red and the blue Gyarados surrounded by a whole bunch of magic harps and one inconspicuous golden one somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I have uh, I have the map from Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. 
and then the map from Sun and Moon. I have the, uh, I think it's the map and the banner um, during from the pre-release for Sword and Shield. Um, I'm sitting in my Gengar slippers with my Pikachu hat on. And <laughs> and I got a fat Pikachu. What? <laughs> fat rainbow Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I have oh I have a Pokemon shirt, but I'm not wearing it. I forgot to put it on. But I have a Pokemon shirt with just the it's got all of the all of the the major Pokemon and the only one that's in color is Pikachu. So yeah. I got some stuff. Not a lot, but I got some <laughs> stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Alright. The Gengar slippers are awesome. They look like they're smiling at you. No, forgive me. It's just that it, it, you kind of remind me of Lewis from Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have like I don't have like extremely collectible stuff, other than uh, I think the only real, real solid collector stuff that I have from Pokemon is the twentieth anniversary uh, DS that they put out, three DS that they put out. That's probably yeah. my most expensive Pokemon piece. Oh, I also have a few Pokemon Amiibos too. Yeah, I have I have some Pokemon Amiibo. Uh, I I have mo- some of the spinoffs for from across all different consoles, including both Pokemon Stadium games. The uh, I have I believe I have Pokemon Coliseum for the GameCube. XD Gale of Darkness is uh, quite of a bitch to get, but. Uh, Oh. Yeah, I've and never Battle Revolution on the Wii. I've never been though. a big collector of stuff, only because I've moved so many goddamn times. So, I think like I think I'll, my collection will start to grow, but I don't think it's going to get completely out of hand like it it could have years ago. Pokemon Stadium, man, I wish they would do that again. But I think what we got from Stadium was the Tekken the not Tekken. Pokken tournament. tournament, yeah. Pokken tournament was kind of the fill-in for Stadium. No, it wasn't. Well, in my opinion, it is. We're never going to have another no, Stadium. No, that's Battle Revolution. Yeah. Battle Revolution was the spiritual successor, and after that, we never got anything remote to it ever again. And to be fair, I think it's for the best. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see the, anything like this. It's, it's the same how I feel about people talking... Talking about how there should have been like a, a, a sequel to XD Gale of Darkness or at least a remake <laughs> of uh, of those two games, and I'm like, why do you want them to remake such an obsolete game? <laughs> no, no, let's be let's be real here. Yeah, yeah. XD Gale of Darkness and a Colosseum were games that were for the time serviceable. Because the one thing that the fans had been aching and yearning for were console Pokemon titles. And those were the closest we ever got to it. Even as bare bones as Sword and Shield's initial launch was, it was it's miles better than uh, Colosseum and XD Gale of Darkness. So, I, I mean... As much as I say that I'm going to buy everything Pokemon game related, like video game related, Sword and Shield did set a bad precedent. 
And it's not just Sword and Shield. It's a lot of other gaming companies with the bad precedent. And we'll talk about it when we get to the PlayStation stuff. Um, because it's, like, obnoxiously obvious what the hell happened. Um, so, like, yeah. It, I can agree that, like, the precedent of not releasing all the stuff at once. But Pokemon did do it differently by adding in two completely different like regions in the DLC <clears throat> one a lot worse than the other uh, Crown Tundra is by far the better version or the better DLC than um, Isle of Isle of Armor so I mean it's a bad precedent to set but I feel like enough people complained that we aren't going to have that Pokedex issue in the future i don't think because with the release of pokemon home and being able to transfer everything so easily and connecting go and everything if they do something like that again it's not gonna it's not gonna fly as well as it did with sword and sword and shield in my opinion technically this is the second time this has happened when was the first time pokemon bank Okay, yeah, right, but Pokemon Bank was a little bit different. And Pokemon, all the DS games, they released full codexes. Absolutely. But the only way to get from the DS to the 3DS games at the time was through Pokemon Bank. And they delayed the release of it by a significant, I believe it was like, what, two, three months? Because they couldn't get it to work right, and fans were getting pissed! Yeah, but they also had they, remember you could even though the even though even though everything outside Japan didn't ha, didn't have access to Pokemon Bank, Japan had access to Pokemon Bank. Yeah, but remember Drew, Drew can tell you the amount of hacking that was going on in that. Like they there was nothing to stop anything. They've refined oh, no, that with home. I'm not doubting that. I'm not yeah. doubting that. I mean, like, quality notwithstanding, it was still the only way at the time to... They had the, uh, Didn't they have the transporter, too, for black and white? The only way... But, but we're talking about from going from the DS to the 3DS games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's still the only way to do it. Yeah. Those but servers are still live, though. That's the fee every year, rather as you know, ten dollars a month. Pokemon, are you talking about Pokemon Home? Pokemon Home is like ten dollars a month, right? No, is it? I haven't been paying monthly for it, so it might be for a year. I have mine set to three months. Uh, Pokebank is every year four ninety nine. So I got nothing on that one. Come on, home price sixteen dollars annually. Yeah, so it's six bucks every three months. Okay, so I was off on that. All right, fair enough. I don't know. I mean, it's fifteen dollars a year when you're only paying what 25 a year for or 20 a year for the online you're still come out cheaper if your only game is pokemon i should say you still come out cheaper than you do for playstation or xbox so oh 
let's keep going with the Nintendo news. Uh, did your game finish downloading, Drew? <laughs> it is finished. I do have it. I haven't played it yet, though. I can't wait, though. Fantastic. Uh, Bravery Default dropped Friday. Um, I forgot to pick it up because it's Pokemon Day, and Drew just finished downloading. So, <laughs> we'll have to get back to you on a review of that. The only reviews that are out there are actually kind of hilarious because um, the game's too hard. I have to grind my characters in a JRPG. <laughs> the graphics, I'm not too sure on yet because it looks like a Pocket Edition Final Fantasy game, in my opinion. But if the story's good and the gameplay... I, I can already tell the gameplay is good because just the people complaining about the grinding and how hard it is, dude, it's going to be an awesome game. <laughs> the art style is reminiscent of the previous Bravely Default games, so it should, as far as I'm concerned, it's pretty much the same, most of the same. Um, so you ain't going to hear me argue too much. Uh, like I said, it, it, you and I are in agreement. As long as the story's there and the gameplay is there, I don't give a fuck. Right. It, that's the thing. Yeah. It looks like the 3DS titles, which. I was kind of hoping for an upgraded thing, too, because of it being on a, a more powerful system. But, like, yeah, it's a JRPG. If the JRPG plays the way it's supposed to be playing, there is no reason to care about the graphics. Literally none. Octopath Traveler is literally the... Well, I don't know about that. I mean, you, you say it that way, but graphically, it looks beautiful. So it's like... It, they, they it's, clearly they clearly put a lot of love in the detail in terms of aesthetics. It's just the character model. The background graphics, the monster graphics are cool. It's literally just the character models that bother bother me. The character models have that like clunky boxy 3DS look. I mean that's fair. But yeah, the, the landscape modeling is absolutely stunning. Right. And yeah, the monsters are beautiful. If 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 they if they gimped on the character modeling a little bit, I'm not gonna fucking cry about it because at least then if you're not if you're not playing in docked mode, you're not losing much on it. Right. Oh man. Because you know you have that you have that graphic slip when you when you're not in docked mode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you lose graphics, but it's still honestly with the screen being so small, it it doesn't change anything for me. <laughs> Well, I don't care either way, yeah. but I'm going by I'm going by what a lot of people are talking about with that kind of stuff because you know, frame rate and all that other shit's more important Dude. at this point. Than, you know, a quality game. Yeah. Speaking of that, all of the PlayStation games uh, during their state of their game, um, all talking about 4K this, you know, 60 FPS this. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Is that shit smooth? Good. That's all I need to know. Don't tell me the fucking stats on the shit. I don't care. <laughs> Clearly, we're not the perfect demographic for this shit because all of the younger people who have been fucking who do do all the games journalism and talking about the frame rates and the, all that other shit. Clearly, this is targeted more towards them who give a, a flying fuck about this. Yeah. We want it to look like we're playing a movie. How about a game? How about you play a fucking game and not a movie? OK, boomer. <laughs> I'll wear that one. Oh, shit. I know, right? We're hearing the same. We're hearing the same rhetoric that we've heard in the 90s. There's there's really nothing that much different. The same stupid marketing campaign that uh, 
We've pushed. Yeah, we've been pushing graphics so long. Since we were kids, the only difference now is that we're feeding. We're, we're feeding it to ourselves. Yeah. State of the art graphics. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Dude, for, how like, explain explain on, to me how Octopath Traveler did over again. Yeah, but explain to me how Octopath Traveler did so well with 16-bit graphics. It did so well. They're making a goddamn Final Fantasy Tactics style game out of the graphics engine. Clearly someone's doing something fucking correct here. That's what I'm saying. Or or explain to me how fucking um Bloodstained Curse is doing so well. You see what All I mean? All the Bloodstained games did really well. Even the sixty, even the fucking uh, the eight bit ones. That's what I'm saying. I love the eight bit ones. What, what it comes you down to is classic Castlevania, and it, it's better balanced so that I'm not fucking ripping my balls off of the sheer difficulty like I did back in the old days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you see what I'm saying though? Like the the fucking graphics do not matter if the gameplay is there. If the gameplay is there and the story is good, you do not need the fucking graphics. This, it, it, you know what it's geared towards? This kind of shit is geared towards fucking games journalists and streamers who really are the only ones who give a tumbling fuck about that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe your average gamer is going to give a fuck about it for a brief moment, but at the end of the day, it, it's an investment of money. So what they want is something that's going to play well and give them an experience for the money they put into it. They don't give a fuck about the goddamn 4K stuff. And, right. and seriously, like HD doesn't do a damn thing for me, except for now I feel like I need to get get a goddamn upscaler for my for, for my GameCube system because it's blurry as shit on my HD television. <laughs> what? HD TVs can't blur pixels together, apparently. Yeah, but I mean... Yeah, so, I mean, as much as I complain about the character models and Bravery Default, it's not going to stop me from playing the game. It's just not. <laughs> You're going to have a blast. You know it. Right. Yeah, exactly. I might actually uh, archive my Final Fantasy X and ten two to put it on the system because I didn't realize this. Did you know Final Fantasy X and ten two are like 38 gig? That's pretty large. That's what, It's the largest game on my system right now, including Breath of the Wild. I've never taken Breath of the Wild off. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's up with that. But I was literally I was literally talking about going back to physical copies just because fucking goddamn that game's huge. But whatever. If I archive it, I still got it. I just gotta re-download it. Um all right. Speaking of graphics, and we've kind of already touched on it. We should move into the PlayStation State of the Game that happened Thursday of this week. Did you, did you did you watch it, Lando? No. You watched Sorry. it, Drew, right? Fuck no. You didn't watch it either. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Let's go through these because there's actually some really good fucking stuff in here, but then there's some shit that pisses me off, and it happens to be the what they ended the fucking state of the uh, state of the game with, um, and I kind of touched on it with not releasing full shit, and oh fuck, am I pissed about it? But. Hype and pissed, blah, blah, blah. So, okay, first things first. Most of these games that are being released, if you buy them on the PS4 and you buy them in physical copy, you can upgrade them to the PS5 digital versions. Um, You just need the disk drive for the PlayStation 5 if you get the PlayStation 5. I think there's only one game on here that you cannot get on the PS4. Um, I can't remember which one it is either. But there is also... 
a DLC that you cannot get for the PS4. You can only get it for the PS5. So let's start off with Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. So it's a I think it's an expansion onto the old Crash Bandicoot. It's for the PS5. If you own Crash Bandicoot 4 for the PS4, it will upgrade. Um, the graphics look awesome. It's a Crash Bandicoot game. So if you like those style games with the it's Crash Bandicoot's basically a platformer. In my opinion, it's not basically it is a platformer. Yeah, this got it's got some stuff to it, though, that can make it you can convince me it's something else like in, I don't know, like an action type like game. what action type game. I don't know. So Crash Bandicoot 4 was what they started with. Then they went to Abyss. Returnal. Uh. Oh, wait, deep dive in the abyss with the oh, no, it's not abyss returnal. It's called Returnal. It's a new game. <laughs> Let me tell you, this game is fucking cool looking. So um, the way the trailer went, it looks like a Doom style. Horror action shooter type game, and every time you die. The game restarts. You keep. You keep some of I think you either keep some of your stuff or all of your stuff, but the game changes. You'll be put in a different starting area with a different enemy configuration. So you never have the same thing. So you can't you have to readapt to every time after every time you die. That's wild. That seems cool as shit. I mean, that's not entirely crazy. I think that's I think something similar has been done before on the uh, Commodore 64. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> I believe there's a Hercules game that changes levels every time you either pass or die. So it's like you've never you never experienced the game the same way twice. So they haven't. Right. Exactly. So but my my issue with that is, is. How much did they actually create or did they just random generate the terrain and area? There's also a story to the game where you can unlock the character. So she's clearly in the middle of a nightmare, the main character. And the part of the trailer that they go into is she sees her house where she was abused in and she can go into her house and relive her memories. So I... I don't know. They didn't release any more than that in the game, but I think the story premise is going to be kind of cool with that action shooter style to it. Um, This might be a game to look out for, for sure. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's PS5 only. That might be the one. There's another game coming this. I think early 2021. I don't know. It's called Sifu. And it's a kung fu fighting beat 'em up, which looks kind of cool. So the game's called Master. It's called Sifu. Just That's Sifu. Chinese for Master. I'm aware of what it says, but you're not going to find it if you search Master. You have to search Sifu for the damn title. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be stupid. <laughs> what if I want to be? I don't know. It's it basically the way the trailer goes. It shows that every time you die, you age. 
I, I don't know if that has any effect on the game. They didn't show really any much gameplay footage. Uh, it's literally just a trailer. So, yeah. Okay, so these next two titles are indie titles. And let me tell you, <laughs> they looked fun as fuck. So one of them's called Knockout City. It's a dodgeball style fucking uh, Splatoon. Neat. Yeah, you can play solo one-on-one city dodgeball or you can play three-on-three and if you run out of balls to throw, you can throw your teammates. Your teammates can become the ball and you can throw your teammates. Be the ball. Yeah, it, dude, for an indie title, this thing actually looked really cool. It, it has the, like, I want to say the art style of Paladins and the like the look of like Splatoon where you're kind of you're you're going looking through people and diving through different like cityscapes and stuff like that. It looks fun. They're, right now they're in their um they're in their cross platform testing. So it looks like they're going to release for a bunch of platforms. I'm kind of hoping one of them is the Switch. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Just play dodgeball like that's that's all I want to do is play dodgeball. God damn it. <laughs> you can do like special right dodge a ball. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can do different. Um, you can do like trick shots. You can do um, like you can curve the ball. You can fake throw like it's got some strategy to it. So it, and you can block block and catch the ball. But if you catch the ball, it's not like the dodgeball rules where you're out. You actually have to knock out your opponent. Um, I don't know. It looked like a fun, fun game from an indie developer. Next one is Solar Ash. Um, Solar Ash, Solar Ash looked really cool. It's got a very unique art style, but it has a very simple combat system. At least that's the way they said it, and the way it looked looked really simple. But it's all based on fluid movement. And you're constantly running and jumping over things and uh, solving puzzles and fighting enemies. But you're always constantly moving and keeping like a flow to the game. The art style looks really cool. I don't know if that's going to be a game I'd play um, as much as like like it looks very like you have to keep moving and you move really quickly through like the terrain. So to me, it'd be something where I couldn't enjoy what's going on around me as much as they'd have to pay attention to what the fuck I'm doing. So I don't know. Solar Ash uh, is the name of that game. And the story seems kind of cool. You go into this black hole and you're trying to save your universe by finding the key in this universe. And as you progress in the game, the enemies get bigger and harder. And eventually you, it culminates into beating the, um, like some of the major, uh, like the big enemies to get the keys to solve the puzzle that you're doing. So uh, that's that one. <laughs> Here's a good one. This is this one's interesting. So, are you guys a fan of the Five Nights at Freddy series? Uh no. I know a lot of it thanks to all the uh, all the lore videos I watch from Game Theory, so I know quite a bit of it, but I'm not a fan. Drew, I like the story gameplay wise. I 
I leave those things to Markiplier. It's his job now, and I, who am I to jo- who am I to take away his job? I so, leave it to Gerard, the completionist, because he has anxiety attacks. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, it... <laughs> right. So Five Nights at Freddy's, the first game, you just stayed in a room and had to constantly check the cameras. Um, this one is called Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach, and you actually have to wander the amusement park. Didn't they do something similar with sister location? Maybe. I believe so. It was, a bit, it, was a bit, it, was, it was a bit smaller and it was more of a storage area scenario. This one, you're actually in, you're actually moving around in, in, in a very large, it, it kind of reminds me of like Twin Galaxies for how big it is oh, okay. uh, of an arcade. It, it's that kind of, it's that kind of uh, ground level. Yeah. You have to move through like the ball pits, the fucking kid areas, the, like everything like the trailer looked really fucking cool. And when I first saw it, I was like, is that five nights at Freddy's? And it, you could tell it's five nights at Freddy's. It, <laughs> it looks really cool. And then they, they chase you like maniacal killing robots. It's, it looks fucking good. <laughs> so if you're a fan of the five nights at Freddy's, you, you'll, you'll probably enjoy this game. It makes it more intense in my opinion, instead of just sitting in a, a closet somewhere, checking cameras. Um, next up is Oddworld. Oddworld, uh, Soulstorm is coming to the PS4 and PS5 with the upgrade. Um, they've done some changes. If you like the Oddworld series, this one, you have to save people of your society so that you can, you can, they'll follow you and you can use them to solve different puzzles and stuff. You can also equip them so they can fight with you. And they gave you the ability to search bodies and scavenge like um, lockers and stuff like that to create weapons to use in the game. So if you like the Oddworld series, this might be a good title to pick up. I'm not a fan of the Oddworld series. I never really have been. Isn't that the series with that one weird... Uh, alien-like dude with a stitched freaking face or something. Yeah. Or stitched mouth. Okay, yeah. fair enough. He yeah, actually that, that game has an interesting story, or interesting lore. But the problem is that it, its gameplay fits a specific niche. So I, I don't. It's a, It's definitely not a series for everyone. You, you really have to be into these sort of uh, uh, scenic platformers to play. Yeah, they they're saying uh, they're putting a new style called 2.90, so you can move forward and backward in the background kind of thing. It's I mean it looks cool. It's not it's not my style game. So what like Wario Land on the Virtual Boy? I don't know. I never played that game. <laughs> I don't think uh, you think to. Uh, what's the, I'm trying to think of a good game that you, you've heard of 2.5 D, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about things like Kirby 64 or Klonoa. Yes. Like that. Okay. Fair enough. Just step it up a notch with the graphics. That's all. That's really yeah, what it feels like. I don't, I don't see why they have to call it 2.9 D like what? Cause it's Dude. not full blown 3d. <laughs> it's not. But it's like, did they raise the, did they raise it up by four decimal points just because the graphics improved? I guess I don't know. I I mean I guess <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't make the rules. I just go by what the fucking trailer was telling me. <laughs> I thought one of your answers was going to be shut up and quit overthinking it. Damn it. No, I just that's a good answer. There's a, or a good question for them, not for me, because I don't fucking know. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits is the next one. Uh, I don't know. It didn't really catch my eye. It. Um, yeah, it, I don't know. It's just it's more of like an action. It looks like a hack and slash style game. I don't it didn't catch my eye at all. And then the other one was Deja Vu. Um, it's you keep you ha- the premise of the story seems cool. The art style for like the cutscenes seems really cool. But the gameplay footage looked very um, like. I don't know how to say it. I'm trying to think of the game. Borderlands kind of like style, maybe. No, not Borderlands. I don't know. It was like it's like a shooter style game. Um, and the whole premise of the story is you have to stop the basically Groundhog Day effect. You're stuck in this game. You're stuck in this like constant loop, and there's a corporation that keeps people in the loop, and you have to stop the loop, and people are trying to kill you, and you're just trying to survive. That's that's deja vu. And and the game that they decided to end with, with the shitty fucking news. Final Fantasy seven remake. For the PS5, June 10th, 2021. If you have the game, it will upgrade to the disk drive. They have a new DLC. With Yuffie. And you only can get it if you have a PS5 or the PS5 version. And, and you have to pay for the DLC. I got nothing, dude. That sounds yeah. stupid. Yeah, let it sink uh, in there for a second. <laughs> I, I heard differently. I heard that that's only mobile exclusive. I heard that it's going to mobile. No. No, there's a different game going to mobile. There's supposed to be a mobile version of Final Fantasy VII. You know how they made a uh, an exclusive version of Final Fantasy XV for the Switch? Yeah. The pocket version. Same scenario. It's a pocket version. Okay. And there's also going to be Crisis Core and Dirge of Cerberus stuff looped into that as well. That's a separate thing. Yeah, okay. so Final Fantasy VII as much as they fucked it up with the story and shortened the story and didn't give you the whole thing. Now you have to pay for the DLC for a side mission kind of thing after they lose a cloud with Yuffie. And I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, Sony. No. Are you you talking about the vampire? Mm. No, no, not Vincent. No. It's, it's it's one of the side characters that came out of the remake. I don't even fucking remember. I don't even remember his name. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Don't don't. Uh, I probably don't know that because I can't fucking play it. Yeah, to get to get Yuffie and her like complete like side story thing, you have to pay for it. They haven't released how much you got to pay for it, but you can only get it if you upgrade to the PS5 or buy the PS5 version. Uh, you cannot get it for the PS4. They've said fuck you with the DLC on the PS4. Uh, Do you know that you know they're gonna backtrack on that, right? There's no fucking way they can't. 
15 percent no. of the fucking ps5s out in the world are owned by scalpers they they're only people who own ps4s right now you still only own a ps4 orlando still only owns a ps4 i only own a still own a ps4 no one's getting a fucking ps5 anytime soon nope but here's the nope. thing though they've made such a point they've made such a point to to show the upgraded graphics from the PS4 to the PS5 that they're 100% going to push the PS5. That's fine, but they can't if they can't sell it then they have to either cut their losses or risk further risk further losses for something that may not necessarily recover soon just because of the stupid scalpers. Eh, that's starting to end. Speaking of scalpers though, they're getting shit on right now by Pokemon. <laughs> and it's fucking glorious. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, if you guys haven't been paying attention, every Target and Walmart have been limiting the amount you can buy. And they've limited it so much that you, when you go to the self-checkout like some of these assholes have been doing, if you scan more than two products, it will not scan the third product and tell an associate to come over and take your shit. Sounds good to me. I know. Fuck yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. People are showing full stock shelves like, this is it, man. This right here is what we wanted. So even, I bet you Pokemon Company came in and said something about it. But um, you can definitely get Pokemon stuff now. Like, definitely get Pokemon stuff. You don't have to be. I mean, people are still trying to scalp it, but you have better access to it now for sure. So. All right. Whew, we had some other stuff, too. I know we had some other stuff. God damn it. So, yeah, that was the PlayStation state of play. I don't know why they would push Final Fantasy seven remake. It's called Intergrade. Um, they had better games on that list. There's no reason that they should have done that, but. They did. So here we are talking about Final Fantasy seven remake again. <laughs> I, I got nothing, dude. Like I, I, I avoided grabbing that when I had the opportunity and I got Doom Eternal and I regret nothing in that decision, especially because the playthroughs on that for on YouTube were. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm. I'm sure there was enough fan service stuff for people to be happy with the, what was there. I don't go by fan service. I looked at it. I said, this is caked on bullshit on top of something that literally should only take about four hours to do or four or five hours to do across the board. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not interested. And then the final battle was just stupid. No, no, yeah. no, no. The game... so people who enjoyed it, good for you. I know. Yeah, the game was fun, but if you were expecting the original Final Fantasy VII, like I was, it's not the same. The story is nowhere near as near what Final Fantasy VII was. They did change some stuff for the better, but you got only half the game of what the original Final Fantasy VII was. So to even call it a remake is kind of shitting on real Final Fantasy VII fans. So well, if you if you're going by um, the actual length of the game. You barely got an eighth of what the original Final Fantasy VII was because oh, yeah. you're not. But you haven't even left Midgar yet. 
Yeah, you didn't. You didn't even have to grind out as much as you used to in the original Final Fantasies. They took, they stripped the game to to make fans happy, quote unquote. And all they did was try to bring in like a new generation that's going to get shit on in real Final Fantasy games. Anybody whose Final Fantasy VII remake was their first shot at a Final Fantasy game is going to hate their lives when they try to go back and replay the the old stuff. Hell, even some of the newer stuff. Well, dude, if and if I and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think the story is going to take a completely different turn, contrasted to the original Final Fantasy VII. At least that's the way it looks like mm-hmm. from the way they're handling uh, a lot of the narrative. They're talking a lot about you know spirits from you know dark spirits from an alternate reality. You know this you know the possibilities have taken tangible form. It's just like okay, just tell us that you're going to go and do a different. You're taking a different route with this, or you know, you know, you're going to kill Eris in a more spectacular way. I don't care. Whatever you're going to do, it, it just you don't have to be so so you know subtle about this. It's literally the second time most people are playing through this fucking story. Tell them you're putting a fresh coat of paint on the story, going with a different direction, and that you're going to be making them pay. Well, we haven't even gotten out of Midgar yet. And right. It, it, literally, it was three fucking three fucking discs. It was the original game, so yeah. I'm looking at this. Yeah, guess what? Okay, okay, we got to... Okay, the the size of the remake is 100 gigs minimum. All that room. And he couldn't fit everything in. No. Keep in mind, the original game that came in, what, three discs or four discs? Three. Three. Three discs. Not even two megs. Yeah, different graphics, though. The graphics take up most of that Perhaps, space. Perhaps, <laughs> but at least it pushed the limit of the console at the time. Also true, but you also had to switch discs. <laughs> this Again, you didn't have it to. It pushed the limits of the console at the time. Yeah. Even Metal Gear did that. Oh, my God. I've, I, you know, I, that's one series I, I want to go back and replay. Like, for real. I haven't played. I didn't play past the second Metal Gear. I think so. that's where well, most people jump ship. If you weren't already committed to uh, Metal Gear after Solid, after Solid One, uh, the chances of you getting uh, getting into it after two was slim to none. Yeah. Well, if you want to, if you want to get everything all in one pile, they make for the they make a uh, like a compilation uh, disc disc for uh, the PS3. Oh yeah, and it got literally every fucking Metal Gear Solid game up to um, number four, and that includes the uh, what was it, the MSX version of Metal Gear? Yes, the original oh, MSX shit. game, MSX two. Uh, well, there you go. I might have to look into that. You could PS4 was backwards compatible with PS3, was it not? No. Yeah, I thought so. No, that's only through uh, PS Now. You can't play PS3 discs on the PS4. So I'd have to actually I go tried. find a PS3. That's bullshit. I tried, Drew. Well, okay. I was going to sell my PS3 when I... Well, when I got my PS4 and it did not work. That is some straight up gangster bullshit right there. Yep. P- 
PS3 Slims are still going for 170. That is ridiculous. <laughs> make sure it's the make sure it's the first Slim because the second one uh, it does not work with it. It's not compatible with a PS2 or PS1 games because they got rid of that feature when they decided to uh, remodel it. Oh, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> All the fats are backwards compatible, right? Not mine. Oh my no. god! <laughs> so Sony's been Sony, Sony's been doing great. Way. <laughs> well, no, I have an old I have an old PS3 fat. That's why I was asking. Yeah, that one is still that one is still uh, backwards compatible. Good, because I have a shit ton of PS2 and PS1 games, and I ain't gonna fucking go around that. And I eventually want to get Brave Fencer Musashi so I can play that game. Oh, dude, classic! Fucking, I, I don't blame you on that one. So I don't know if you guys noticed, but I was in the market for a GameCube because I really wanted to get Skies of Arcadia again. And GameCubes dropped in price to about 80 bucks a pop, brand new with two multiple controllers. Yeah, my son got one for his birthday. So, yeah, he's got that shit. He loves it. Yeah, I'm thinking about picking one up now. And then you because you can still get GameCube controllers that will work on that system because they released them for the switch. I bought mine from a friend who didn't want who didn't want his anymore, and I bought it for fifty. Yeah, see, so yeah, those prices are dropping. I should snag one before they jump back up again. Oh no, I bought this thing years ago. Oh, back, back when the prices were still up in the air. Yeah, still, I'm. Yeah, I might as well grab one now though, while they're still they're still low. Because if I wait too long, they're gonna end up like the N64s, and they're gonna fucking be like brand new consoles again. And I'm not trying to be like that. I mean that's fair. Oh man, I'm so I'm so happy mine still works. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's a good thing. But GameCubes are GameCubes are fucking brick shit houses. Those things can handle a fucking nuclear blast. I was talking I mean, about the N sixty four. My GameCube is in near perfect condition, but my N sixty four has seen better days, and I'm glad that 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 this that that piece is uh, still kicking. Yeah, but you have to remember those old consoles, they're a lot easier to fix than these new consoles. The Because most of the time you're going to run into an issue is going to be a hardware issue outside of the motherboard with those old systems, like the Nintendos. You don't, you're never, you don't really see issues with their motherboards. You more see issues with like the pins being bent and stuff like that. So they're like a thousand times easier to fix than the new consoles are. Fair enough. Yep. All right. You want to talk about it, Drew? You, you what want, am I talking about? You want to talk about the magic spoiler? Which one? Because you gotta be, you're going to have to be a lot more specific <laughs> on that one. The, the magic drop of Lord of the Rings and Warhammer 40,000. Okay, so they're cre- so Wizards is creating an initiative, a new initiative program. Let me bring it up here because you kind of caught me. I didn't realize we were going to be talking about that. Ah. Uh, we, we, dude, we're an hour and fifteen minutes in. We still got at least another forty minutes left. <laughs> like, <laughs> Since when did we have a time minimum? I wasn't a minimum, but you know, I want to put out at least two hours. I'm going to go back to Pokemon. If you want me to go back to Pokemon, we can talk. Minimum. I'll go through every one fifty one Pokemon and tell you which one sucks if I have to. God damn it. <laughs> Okay, as long as Hitmonchan is not one of them, otherwise I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> Dude, Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee back in the day, they were not as, not as good as people made them sound. 
So, I don't care. My, Hitmonchan is my favorite Pokemon of all time, and no one can no one en- change my mind on that. Oddly enough, I don't think my favorite showed up until XY. When the fairy when when the fairy typing happened. Wait, your favorite Pokemon of all time is a fairy type? Yep. Which would that be? Sylveon? Yep. Oh, fair enough. Okay, so they've essentially getting back to what we we're talking about here because you you got me all talking about it. They're supposed <laughs> to, they're they're setting up a crossover initiative with uh, fan other fantasy uh, franchises and licenses that they get access to. They already did this once with the Walking Dead Secret Lair. Uh, they learned from their mistakes on that one. So with the LOTR stuff and um, Warhammer, it's looking like, Warhammer 40k. It looks like they're actually putting it out to the public with the products that they're going to be offering um, for 40 K uh, they're actually releasing a series of commander decks for 40 K mm. to the public. So there you go, Jason, everything you could have asked for. I'm wondering if it's going to be all the Primarchs. Cause that I'm, I would- I'm down for that. <laughs> I could see that happening. I don't know. It's got, well, you figure they're going to have to do that anyways, but yeah. Um, other than that, the LOTR stuff is looking like it's going to probably be a, um, I don't know if it's going to be a pack thing. I don't think it's going to be commander for that, but uh, there's going to be cro- that. That's going to be another pro- crossover product. And it looks like going forward, they're going to be doing more of it because, uh, their last endeavor with it with walking dead was wildly successful despite the terrible backlash they received from it because whales whales make this company money and literally it's the (laughs) only reason that we're getting anywhere near the level of support that we've been getting was because the whales have held this company up as much as they have well i'm curious if they instead of just magic the gathering because if wizards actually picked up the licensing and are going to push more D&D Lord of the Rings stuff because they technically have to do the Lord of the Rings licensing through Games Workshop. That's how they got the uh, Warhammer 40,000 stuff. So I'm wondering if Games Workshop is pressing them to put the RPG stuff out because they no longer have a deal with Fantasy Flight. And Fantasy Flight used to do the Dark Heresy RPGs, so I'm wondering if um, Wizards in originally intended this to be more of an RPG thing and we're like, fuck it, we did Walking Dead, let's make it magic too. I I couldn't be I wouldn't be surprised by that, but at the very least they're making it more accessible than they did with the Walking Dead shit. True. True. But I think that might be pressure from the parent company. Because remember, Games Workshop wants to get their brand out there and their name out there, and they'll go to any extent to do it. So, if anything, Wizards is helping them like tenfold of what they think they're doing for themselves. Well, if that ends up being the case, that's fine by me, because, I mean, GW is already a household name for wargaming anyways, so if they want to branch out into, into other fields, good for them. Though, as far as I knew, like the Fantasy Flight stuff, RPG stuff was well received. So it was, but uh, Fantasy Flight lost their licensing from GW. And I don't I don't know the reason behind it. I never really looked too deep into it. But 
once they lost that licensing, they were no longer allowed to sell those books. So you can only find the Dark Heresy books on like Drive Through RPG right now. It's impossible to find hard copies of those books. Um, I believe the the uh, gaming mecca around us actually still had some Dark Heresy books left. Oh yeah, um, Grognard. Games yeah, Plus, they have some. Games Plus has them, I believe. Yeah, Games Plus and Grognard do. But what I'm saying is that if it's not used already, like you're not finding brand new anything right now because they don't. There's no RPG. And there's no support for it. So whatever's in there is in there. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I understand. I, I get it. Uh, as far from what Phil was telling me, and again, this is not hard or fast knowledge, at least as far as I'm aware of. Uh, his statement was is that GW uh, was looking at what Fantasy Flight was doing, and they were worried that the RPG aspect was going to take away from their uh, wargaming uh, sales. So they pulled uh, support, so license support from Fantasy Flight. That's mm. what I, that's what he's told me. Again, this is all secondary, tertiary information. Yeah. But I wouldn't be shocked by that because GW is petty like that. They want to protect. They want to protect their IP at all costs. They're they're like a, literally another Nintendo, but at the same time, they want to get their name out there. So they'll use the controversy of pulling their licensing or protecting their IP, like the space Marine word um, as like advertisement. Almost they'll use the negative press to, to as like advertisement. That wouldn't be shocking to me. It's a dumb idea because you just, you're just fostering ill will with anybody who might've actually jumped in with your, uh, with your product from a different angle. When you're, yeah, but, when you have that kind of, when you have that kind of spread or that kind of pull, you should be using it to get people into you, in, into every aspect of your intellectual property instead of just, oh, well, we want you to spend money on wargaming because it, it, it's going to give us the most money because, you know, we, we don't make pewter anymore. So it's barely yeah. costing us anything <laughs> to make plastic figures. Yeah. It costs them like fucking $10 to make a plastic figure and they're charging like 150. <laughs> so. Yeah, it, it's utter bullshit. I, I I personally have no problem with Warhammer Warhammer 40k as like a storyline and a narrative, but like their business practices are very much something that I'm I'm not fond of, especially because they've, I've actually sold their product at uh, one of the stores that I used to work at, and they've gotten the, the pricing for them was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, they've gotten better with their business practices, not not as far as how much they charge but on how they bundle things to get people into the game. Like their starter boxes, you will always get the most value out of them. If you were to sp- if you were to piece everything out, you're saving anywhere between 30 to $40. Sometimes you're saving up to like 50, $60, depending on what's in that box. So when this, whoever took over, I, want, I forgot who the CEO was, but when the CEO first came in, he, he wanted to get people more into the game and wanted to offer discounted product, but the shareholders wouldn't let him. So what he was doing is he created these start collecting boxes, which were a value, but were there for product that was already out. So you were saving a ton of money doing it that way. And they were selling a ton of these start collecting boxes. So what happened was, is they'd only have those start collecting boxes for like a year and then the price would go up or, they would discontinue that box and you could only get those models out of a certain like out of the single cell boxes like those like different things. So 
this guy has been pretty good about changing up the boxes, keeping the value. The Yeah, the prices haven't gone up but on some of them, but some of the stuff that you're getting is more... You're getting more out of the box still at that cheaper cost. So even though you might be like, oh, the box went from $100 to $130, well, that $30 increase is like literally like a $70, $80 like loss that they'd be taking on selling a model for, um, you know, single by itself. So I don't know. They, their strategy with getting people into the game is great there's still a barrier of entry of money though that's the problem you can do it cheaply like they they've been really good about their secondary games like their board games um i'm trying to think of the name uh underworlds is the title kill team uh war cry um those small style skirmish games or board games underworld is its own board game but it uses miniatures from the game so you can still get yourself immersed into the story part of it which will bring you into the bigger part of it they're really good about once you're in we're keeping you <laughs> if that makes any sense <laughs> so and the best part is, is you don't have to buy brand new there's a ton of people trying to dump armies that you can get some on the cheap or at least at a discounted price you do have some assholes that are trying to sell stuff full price because it's painted but, I, I mean, you, if you dug around, you can find stuff pretty cheaply. So, there's that. But, yeah. Games, go ahead. No, I just said fair enough. That, that's, that, at the very least, especially because you've been in, in wargaming for as long as you have, you definitely have a perspective on how to buy on the budget for that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, but have I recently? No. <laughs> to be fair, that's because we discuss all sorts of topics aside from war gaming. So, yeah, well, it's not that I haven't been buying war gaming because I have definitely been buying war gaming. Um, I I spent uh, over Christmas. I spent five hundred dollars in one shot, and then I came back two weeks later and spent another two hundred. So I spent seven hundred dollars in one month on war gaming. Yes. Right, but I was buying brand new product off the shelf straight from the Games Workshop store at no discount. So, <laughs> God, did you at least get a candy for that much money you fucking spent? Jesus. Um, let me just say I made them nervous that I was spending that much money and not caring. So, dude, I okay. I want to be where you're at one day. <laughs> no, dude, this is, that, I'm telling you right now, I, I saved, like, oh, it's no, 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 it's not even back. like that. It's not even like that. I sold some stuff that was given to me that I was never going to use for, I sold a, a Tyranid box for like 200 plus dollars. Um, and I had, uh, I picked up a commission. So I had some extra money from side stuff that I was doing to dump back into the hobby. So don't think I, I took my paycheck and was like, hey, <laughs> no, it, was, it wasn't even like that. <laughs> I was repurposing other things to buy new things. <laughs> so, yeah, don't 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 take that as a flex, because it definitely was not a flex. Like I wouldn't have sweat if I didn't. I would have been like dripping sweat if I didn't have other stuff that I was literally turning into new stuff. <laughs> 
that makes sense. But but again, it's also a testament to you've been in that hobby long enough that you are able to make those kind of flips to be able to supplement where you need to. Now my now the funnier thing is going to be you just spent seven hundred dollars on all of this shit. And I can't wait to hear about in less than a year you taking the $700 of crap you bought now and flipping it for another $700 worth of shit later on. Here's the best part is that I've painted it all. And if I find the right person, because I paint my own stuff to a way higher quality than what I paint my commission stuff at. If I find somebody that likes my stuff, I could flip it for double what I paid for and then come back and spend $1,400 in the store. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Everything. We just haven't jotted all the details. There's nothing wrong with me. I, You know what? I'm I'm honestly a legit painter when it comes to Warhammer. I don't really play the game, and the way I play the game is by what looks cool. And their modeling that they've been doing lately have made the models so one-dimensional that like you can't really customize them as much as you used to. So basically what you get is what you get type thing. There are there's some weapon options that you can change and stuff, but I keep all my bits. So if I ever needed to, I could literally just flip everything to somebody and get at least my money back, if not more, because of the, my my paint style. And what I'll do is I'll move stuff because like there's I move, I'm trying to move a whole uh, Age of Sigmar army because there's a new one that came out that interests me way more than that army. The problem is, is that army, there's so many people that play it that like nobody wants this shit right now. So I'm struggling to move it. But once I do, all I'm doing is going into something that I'll enjoy to paint. It's literally a hobby to me. So it's not something where I I buy the stuff, paint it, flip it for profit for no reason. But it's stuff that I enjoy that I'm probably going to hold on to for a while. Like the stuff that I just bought was all Death Guard stuff. And Death Guard is interested me since fucking third edition, which was in the, I want to say mid nineties. So from the mid nineties till now, I've had I still have a lot of old stuff from Death Guard, but you know that's the stuff that's probably not I'm probably not going to get rid of. Love you them pistol grips, don't you? What? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the army. That's the army that uh, they they have the guns that actually have the pistol grip instead of the rifle grip, right? No, the, those are the mo- the Death Guard are the ones with the um, uh, they're like rotting. They're the zombies of the universe. So they're like. Well, I know they're followers of Nurgle, but yeah. if I remember, I don't know if they change this from the book that you left me because I still have one of your old Warhammer things. But their bolters use pistol grips instead of di- instead of the other grips, don't they? Mm, no, they have um, they have some pistol grip stuff, but a lot of it's a lot of the stuff now is still the same. They used to be pistol gripped, <laughs> like back in like third ed. Like they used to have bikers, they used to have all this crazy shit. They don't get that anymore. They've they've evolved so far now into the storyline that like they're basically mutants. There's no going back from that. <laughs> Fair enough. Like I said, I'm. Uh- I'm far, far behind when it comes to the technical crap for that. At least I know yeah. what I'm talking about at least sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, if I tell people if they want to get into the story, definitely start with like the Horus Heresy books. But the problem is, is if you're like me and once you read something like you get sucked in and then like that becomes your obsession for a while. So um, 
Yeah, I've only been reading Death Guard books because I swear to God, if I pick up another Space Marine book and I start collecting Space Marines again, which is, by the way, one of the eight armies that I still have in a box in a, in the room from me. I have eight separate armies, <laughs> over 2000 points, which is a huge size. If people don't understand what I'm talking about. So uh, a 2000 point army. So my Am death guard. Only, okay, so I'm not the only one who heard him drop. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. My my two thousand. So are we waiting for him then? I'm still here. Waiting for him to go. What are you talking about? I could hear you guys the entire time. So let's get on with this. Let's just twiddle <laughs> our thumbs for a bit. No, no, no. If that's the case, I want to. Apparently, the mar. I can still hear you guys. I really can still hear you guys. <laughs> You cut out on your end. Your audio disappeared. So it was just me and Orlando sitting in an, em in an empty echo room. No, it's been recording. I'm literally watching it record as I'm talking. <laughs> That's fine, but we're both telling you you disappeared. The last we're thing I heard was... Our end, you, you, your, your voice was lost. Yeah. So Yeah, what, what you were talking. saying, I only read Death Guard because if I read any other Space Marine and then it blipped out right there. Oh, yeah. So anyway, if I read any other Space Marine book it'd be one of my eight fucking armies that i have in a box right now and i'd be focusing on that so i have I, again i'll say it again i have eight separate 2000 point armies sitting in boxes <laughs> in the other room Dude, when's the last time you've been played um pre-covid and i was only playing kill team i wasn't playing the full-blown game well well things are open back up are you gonna try and play now they have not opened up the games workshop. So what I'm going to do uh, come March, I'm going to start tearing out my basement and I need to figure that out. And I'm going to be building my own gaming table. So I hopefully buy like when's my next? I think June is my next vacation. So hopefully by June, I can have something done so I can have people over to the house. I'll be completely vaccinated by then. So um there's that. <laughs> so you're gonna make your own terrains and shit? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I have I have a shit ton of terrain. I just gotta oh, make cool. the I just have to make the table to put it on. God, like I said, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Don't you wish we kept that uh, fucking uh, pre-generated table that we had in your uh, old apartment? Uh, yes and no. This gives me more, like more ability to make it whatever I wanted. I'm actually going to be building. I haven't decided if I'm going to do full cast iron pipes for the base of the table and do some sort of like steampunkish look, or if I'm going to actually just do full blown woodworking and create a table um, that I can turn into like an actual table and store stuff on it or use it for the podcasts and just put chairs around it at that point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm well, I mean, what you can do. What, what, here's what I was planning on doing with mine was uh, with the pool table that I had. I was going to uh, just take slabs of wood and just have different, different, uh, um, different, different uh, hobbies attached to them. So, like mm -hmm. the pool table itself would have. I would be. I wouldn't really use as a pool table anyways because it's too warped and distorted and old right now. But there's the the whole the the fucking uh, the ball pockets can be used as cup holders. 
and then I just have to cut wood out for the uh, the inline of the uh, actual table itself. Mm-hmm. And then I can use uh, I would go and like do the painting and all that stuff, and just use them as like templated tops that you just slide onto it, kind of like an activity table scenario. Yeah, that was what I was planning on doing, but like the whole RPG thing fell through, and like nobody fucking wanted to do any more of that shit. And then COVID happened, so just like. I just moved the tavern table back in here, and I moved the pool table into the <laughs> other part of the, um, the, the other part of the, fuck, the other part of the basement. So what I was planning on doing is doing like a full like geek gaming table, and creating it, making like a fancy ass fucking woodwork table. Since I have the tools for it, I just got to do it basically. Um, yeah, I was gonna basically would work out my whole table and do like the you know um if you've seen them they look like dining room tables but you can pull out the centerpieces and then there's a felt table underneath and then you can build whatever you want on top of that felt or you put down like a gaming mat or whatever it is so if i do that though it's going to be a heavy ass table and it's never leaving the basement the other option was the the other option was to do like a uh, like Games Workshop does with the the metal bracketing or plastic bracketing because you can buy the plastic bracketing off of like Amazon right now and then build like a basically a like a workshop table out of two by four and plywood and just make it removable in some spot in some parts and then just being able to move it around. So if I wanted to play up. In the patio area, we could take it apart from the basement, move it up in pieces, and then bring it back down or leave it out there for the summer or store it into the shed um, type thing, like for the for the summertime, and then bring it back down in the winter so we could play in the winter. Like, I want I, I haven't figured out completely what I want to do with it, but I gotta definitely work out some plans. At least you got at least you got stuff to, that you can do when everything else is done. For me, the one major thing I want to do, and I'm sure Orlando will agree with me on this one, is eventually make a arcade cabinet for my uh, my Pandora box. Yep. Yep. That's another goal of mine, man. That's uh when I, when I finish this basement, I want it to be a space where people can come down here and be like, "Dude, I can play video games. I could paint minis, bro. We could play." We can play D&D and do shit down here. Like, I want it to be a space where it's going to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? And I want it to be, like, my, like, expression of, like, everything. Like, my collectibles are going to be down on the walls. My, I'm going to put up, my, I'm going to bring down my display cases. I'm going to do all that fancy shit. So, but, like I said, I got to tear down the basement, fix the walls, Possibly either repaint or do some fancy shit. To the, it's like a whole home improvement project. And then I'm going to retile the basement floor to actual like white ceramic tile because it'll be easier to clean up in case I ever get a problem where the pipes back up again. So that way I could just bleach the floors and clean the floors and I don't have to worry about whatever's on the floor already type thing. So. Makes sense, dude. At least you got, you got a battle plan. That's all that matters. Yeah, I just I'm gonna try to do it all myself though, so I'm not paying out the ass. I do have to pay an electrician though to move some boxes and uh, rework everything. But like I said, it's 
the demolition part's going to take the longest. And I got to throw out a bunch of shit. Like the table I'm currently sitting at right now, has got to go in the garbage and the shelving units down here. Got to go in the garbage. Probably some of these overhead lights. So I don't know. It's going to be a big project, but that's kind of what I'm focusing on this year. So who knows if, how long it's going to take me to finish it. Neat. I do get four vacations this year, though. So <laughs> I have some I have some free time. <laughs> so. so getting back to what the MTG stuff we were talking about. <laughs> um, no, no, because there's another part to it. They, they oh, started okay, spoiling okay. times the time spiral remastered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's looking so. Let's go with the retail on the actual boxes for now. It's looking like I, I'm seeing $199 for uh, the booster boxes, the basic ones, which is kind of fucked. But um, I don't know if it's because it's kind of a. It, it's a. It, it, let's be honest. It's a reprint set. So when that kind of right. stuff happens, it's not that shocking. And especially because of the way that they're they're structuring things, I think they said there's 168 um as they call bonus sheet cards and those are time shifted cards from uh watsi's past obviously it's not going to be the same as the original time spiral blocks uh bonus sheet cards because those were specific to that block so they're doing new ones they've already spoiled like a third of it right or, or an eight, like a fourth of it right now um and Is it's this... looking okay nothing really money jumping out so far uh at least not that i've seen but it does have the if you like you and I are going to have hard nostalgia boners for this, but like they kept the, they brought back the old uh, MTG layouts. So like artifacts are brown again. And oh. then all the five colors all have their really cool uh, backgrounds from, from, from times past the gold borders. No, no, no. I'm talking about like the black has that weird bubbling muck effect and the oh, blue has yeah. that weird swishing the old like the, the old revised looking uh they well, I say revised but like fourth ed well, the original fourth ed background sans the white border yep yep and then they have uh they have a new purple it's the same thing as like the original time spiral where all the bonus sheet cards had like a purple rarity and it's the the time spiral symbol is sideways with a slash through it and then nice. reprints it's looking like for the original set because it's supposed to be an amalgam of the three sets: Time Spiral, uh, Future Sight, and uh, 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 the third and the middle one. I can't think of for fucking some reason. Um, so those are all going to be uh, Planar Chaos. Um, so those it's kind of an amalgam of all of those together. So it's the best cards so far. So the stuff like Pact of Negation is already up for reprint. Uh, ancestral visions is going to be on it um is this what spawned the, the uh, a lot of it's really really good shit so is this what spawned the conversation that the magic historian was ha having with um watsi not caring about the reserve list anymore essentially um i think he's i think he's kind of his connections are are obviously greater than mine because he has actual connections in with the uh, industry with industry heads or yeah. with industry like personalities so he'll he knows stuff a lot a lot quicker than you and i would but i wouldn't be surprised if they were taking a step backseat on a lot of that stuff because the time shifted stuff uh the bonus sheet stuff does circumvent uh reserve list rules like they reprinted uh um merfolk assassin from the dark 
and that was a that was supposed to be a reserve list card. Uh, Avoid fate from Legends was re, was time shifted in the original Time Spiral block. So if they do that, I wouldn't be shocked. Though I don't know how powerful the cards are going to be, you know, bringing forward would be. So I could see them doing that, maybe with Homelands, Ice Age, some stuff like that. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Everybody's getting reprints lately. Kind of nice. Even Yu-Gi-Oh is getting reprints. They're re-putting out the. Uh, they're doing two decks for the Egyptian gods. Yeah, but the thing with Yu-Gi-Oh is that they're always doing reprints. This just depends on certain cards. True. And. And at the very least, oh my god, I'm fucking stoked about that. I can't wait when they start when they release a a raw a, a wing dragon of raw structure deck. I know they only did obelisk and slifer, but they have to do raw. It's only a matter of time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, man, that's other and news. Then <laughs> it isn't even just sorry. It isn't even just a uh, reprints. They it, it's essentially decks for the first time that actually support these assholes instead of uh. Since they were, let's face it, they were basically the butt of the joke of the competitive field, and now they're at least, you know, they're, they they can finally do something. May not be competitively viable yet, but at least it'd be better off than before. Also true. This is the, supposedly this is the first time in, like, years this is where Yu-Gi-Oh! hasn't had back-to-back monthly releases. Can't say. I have no idea. Yeah, that's just what I'm hearing. So, yep. <laughs> Did we get any other news, or was that we don't have any like drama drama this week except for you guys shitting on my Pokemon? No. <laughs> hey. like I just ate just like I just ate chicken Vindaloo. I'm shitting on your Pokemon. Hey, I love Pokemon. I will never say I didn't, and I never will say I'm not a fan, but it doesn't mean that I'm blind to the faults that it has, and I will call out on that shit. I'm not saying it doesn't have faults. I'm just saying that I will continue to buy it, like, you know. Once again, you are part of the problem. Oh, I'll probably be the only problem. If someone ever told me we're never buying this game, I will go buy a copy for everybody just to shit on them. I'd be like, no, you must create more. <laughs> and you're the reason why it why it it struggles to grow. I will I'll <laughs> keep buying a Pokemon the same Pokemon game reprinted seven thousand times just to get another twenty five years of Pokemon. <laughs> I appreciate that level of dedication, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> But no, I'm not. I'm not a real fan. That's what people say. Remember, I'm the no, one that. No, you're a fan, <laughs> but you're a fanatic. Uh, that's true. That's true. That, I guess I is that my to, is I that used my to be that way? But it's just yeah, I can't be that way anymore. Is that my is that my trainer? I'm no longer a veteran trainer. I'm a Pokemon fanatic, a Poke fanatic in the game. Yeah, I would be the veteran, and I think Drew would be. Uh, shit. What would Drew be? Bug guy. <laughs> bug catcher <laughs> now i'll go with dragon tamer because i know dragon his favorite tamer. pokemon i think it would be the most the most fitting way hell yeah <laughs> fair enough uh i don't think we had any other news that wasn't some sort of political bullshit going on no so, we already discussed that this week last week we've already had our fill of it 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in uh, talks with somebody who might join us. Who might just bring that right the fuck back into the center. Oh, is it Derek? That's Do I fine, finally get to shit on him in person? No, I'm playing. No, it's uh, him. it's a friend of mine who I've known for a few years, uh, via the interwebs. Uh, she has, uh, um, she's expressed an interest in joining us on the podcast. I just need to be a little bit more. Uh, tactful and actually give her a week advance notice so she can, you know, plan she, her wait, work she approached us. Huh? She approached us. No, no. I talked to her oh. about it. <laughs> Why are you surprised? I was like, we already was like, had someone that did the same thing. What do you mean? We're not big enough for him to have people coming to us yet. Calm down. I was just saying, I'm like, man, people really no, Cause we went to Cedric. Oh, sorry. I thought it was the other way around. No, he said he would totally do it after we mentioned him. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah. So. But yeah, uh, her she's uh, she 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 is a uh, she's been an avid gamer for a long time. She plays CCG stuff. She plays RPG stuff. She streams online right now. She does. Uh, um, uh, I call it Breath of the Waifu, but I can't remember the name of the actual game. Genshin Impact. Yes. And I only remember because you call it Breath of the Waifu. Nice. I started playing Genshin, and then I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I was going to play it's it because a friend of mine plays it, but like, I can't download it because, once again, I can't download because there's not enough memory. I swear to God. I can't. The, well, the only reason I stopped playing it is because I started playing it on mobile, and I realized that mobile crossed over to everything else and i was like oh yeah no i can't do this so well once you do just get a one terabyte hard drive they're there's, not expensive and that'll cover your fucking your, your no, memory there's place, no there's a pawn shop that i found uh near near where i live that uh is selling a three terabyte for like forty dollars so i'm <laughs> i'm not going to uh skip out all that when i get the chance Nice. That's a lot of terabytes. That should that should more than satisfy you. It better because if Final Fantasy VII tells me even after three fucking terabytes it's not enough, I'm <laughs> going to murder it. <laughs> Don't play it. We've already, how many times have we shit on that thing? Stop stop trying to play that game. I still have to try it. <laughs> damn it. Ah, fair I enough. bought the damn thing. I might as oh. well give it a shot. <laughs> I didn't realize you already bought it. I thought you were going to go out and buy it. <laughs> No, I bought I, I I bought it from a friend of mine at work who sold it to me at a at a price that I simply couldn't ignore. Nice. You know you can you can archive the games to make room to put it on there. I don't know how and often I you did switched. all of that and it still wasn't enough. Really? Yes. I I think I, I think there's more system update data that's getting in the way. Hmm. I haven't had that problem with mine. I don't know. Oh, then again, you probably have more games than I do. I literally have God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, yeah, but did you get those? Tony like Hawk Pro Skater and Final Fantasy VII are the only games on my PlayStation right now. <laughs> Warframe is the most recent one I downloaded. But other than that, I have Doom 2016... Mortal Kombat XL and Skullgirls. That's it? And it's still telling yes. you there's not enough room? And it's not enough. There's no way. I mean, I believe you, but I'm just like, what the fuck happened? 
<laughs> oh, well. I feel, I feel you, you know that old saying where uh, your possess the, the possessions of someone reflects that of its owner. Yeah, my PS4 is a dumbass for a reason. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. All right, uh, since we don't have anything else, I guess we can end it. And there, there's going to be a post roll afterwards. I got to record that for you guys, but there will be a post roll on this one. Um, I think I'm gonna start doing that for some of the stuff, the extra stuff, like quote unquote advertising that we don't have <laughs> of just the shit that I forget to mention. Maybe. This week's video has been sponsored by blank blank. Yeah. So anyway, so uh. Yeah, I'm Jason the Angry Wargamer. You can find me at Angry Wargamer on Twitter. You can find Drew at Punk Toast on Twitter. And you can find Lando at Ragnarok Knight on Twitter. And you can find the rest of the podcast on Facebook at Angry Wargamer Podcast and on the YouTube Angry Wargamer if you really care about that stuff. And don't forget, um, we forgot to mention it last time, but there is a Patreon. It's only a dollar. You don't have to do it. But we got to mention it because there's some people that have asked. So, um, yeah, other than that, happy Pokemon Day. Go play some Pokemon. And remember, stay sexy and go fuck yourself.